My name is Jonathan Ryan. I'm an actor and a voiceover person. And a father and a lover. <laughs> hey, my name is Ronan Carr. I'm the writer of To Show Him With Love. Uh, my name is Ali White and I'm an actor and occasionally a writer and voiceover person when I'm asked. Um, I play a few characters. Peter Falk, Columbo, um, Michael Caine, Lionel Bart and Bill Codd. Well, Sean Kenny revolutionised modern theatre by his his sets. As it says in the play, he built them like an origami, twisted them, used light. He uh, he could just twist two pieces of uh, scenery and then it'd be a street. And you get all of Dickensian London without having to do a blackout or anything like that. And it just opened up uh, everybody's eyes to what could be achieved. Sean Kenny, I'd never heard of him. But obviously, I'd, the, the world that he inhabited is full of all these characters I know. And, and the more I find out about him through the play and through talking to Roland, he was such a leading light. He was, he was massive. And because, you know, the thing that he did, building sets, that they're, they're ephemeral things. Always at the end of doing a production, it's always very sad walking past as they're throwing the, the set into the skip. And that's what happened to these incredible incredibly designed sets that he made. Uh, there's nothing left. The voice usually comes first. You get the voice first. If That's if you're doing something on, a, on, on stage. How does he speak? How does he walk? All that kind of thing. But with someone so well-known as Peter Falk, Colombo, you imagine him on the screen with his hand on his forehead and say, I'm terribly sorry for bothering you, sir. Apologetic kind of body language. And, you know, old card. Sort of, I suppose, very cheeky. Knew he was funny and liked to demonstrate it as often as possible. And frightfully, frightfully. Not camp at all, really, in the way he spoke, but um, just, you know, very confident and funny. Not too posh. One wouldn't want to be too posh. Michael Caine? I don't know, it could be the young Michael Caine, which is slightly like that. Don't throw bloody spears at me. That sort of Michael, that was the early Michael. Yeah, now he's much slower and deeper and quieter. But I was doing the early Michael Caine. When Sean Kenny was around, it was coming out of that time of uh, static sets, you know, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. And what he explained to Tom Stoppard is that you should write a play where a guy, you know, kisses a girl, jumps out a window, rides a horse across the country, jumps into a town, goes into a tavern, kisses another girl, goes upstairs, jumps out of that window, comes back. And he said he just opened his mind or just inspired something in his mind to just write like that and not be stuck in, like, a chair, a table, a window, you know. So you can do anything on the stage, so long as you have the imagination. In the play, I play his first wife, Jan Walker, with whom he had three kids. She was from Northern Ireland. She went over to the Bristol Old Vic, and perhaps perhaps the three kids just meant she veered away from, from the acting life herself. And then I also play Judy Geeson, who... I knew her face when I when I YouTubed her to, to do some research on her. And she's absolutely, this is one of the glorious things about radio, she's absolutely gorgeous and blonde and the spirit of the 60s. And in quite a few of the clips you find of her, she's got the perfect 60s face with lovely lips and beautiful blonde hair, very short skirts and and no inhibitions. She will take her top off at the, well, when required in the script and... Do it with great, really great, sassy, powerful, liberated 60s woman way. The only sort of training I ever got was right in here, in the RTE radio rep in 1978, 79. 
Cochrane I was taken on for a two-year contract and I was working with all those wonderful actors Aidan Grinnell and Seamus Ford Benny Caldwell Peg Monaghan Daphne Carroll wonderful wonderful people and all sorts of guest artists came in like Siobhan McKenna and people like that I learned a lot from watching them work and working with them I, I'm from I was born in Belfast my dad was a Belfast boy and my mum my was born in Roscrae Tipperary but had moved up when she was a teenager I went to school in Methodist College Belfast it was quite unusual in that it was a mixed school uh, religion wise and and also it had a really great music department and drama department so I started doing some school plays there I was a very very unhappy person in my previous uh, profession shall we say I was an architect didn't want to do it always had a hankering to get on the stage I think most people went to this business to go on the stage theatre to do theatre I wanted to do theatre. My parents used to take me to the gate and the abbey and all that thing over the years. And I used to say, I'd love to be up there. The, the biography of him is very sketchy. Uh, he was born in Port Rowan, Tipperary, in 1929 and went to school there. And then he studied architecture. And then he got one commission, which is, this is all in the play, but he got one commission to build one house in Derry. And he never got employed after that as an architect. So he had to leave, leave the country. And somehow, and this is, I make it up in the play, but somehow he ended up in theatre. I think it might have been true his first wife. And the one thing about Sean Kenny is not only did he have the imagination, because of his background as an architect and, and a, as a mechanic, he could actually also achieve it himself. So he built his own sets. And for Oliver, because he was so, loved the set so much, he actually designed the costumes as well. So after that, if you look at the, his CV of the 60s, it's just a one achievement after another. He worked for Anthony Newley, Stop the World I Want to Get Off. He worked for Laurence Olivier in Hamlet. He designed for the World's Fair in Canada. He directed Javon McKenna's Joycean show. In fact, in the end, David Bowie had him in to just design a little bit of the Ziggy Stardust. Or just a little bit of it. And then Bowie wanted him to design the the Diamond Dogs tour, but it was originally going to be the 1984, and he wanted to do it with lasers. Bowie wasn't sure whether, he, whether that was possible. And Kenny, of course, you know, said, of course it's possible. But unfortunately, Sean Kenny died before that could be done. I was a very quiet child, and I loved to, I started to realise, hmm, I love doing those plays where I can um, portray other characters. Uh, and, uh, and then the Arts Council of Northern Ireland, they set up a weekly drama group that was to be drawn from both sides of the community and that became my absolute passion so I started that when I was 14. Every weekend I'd be there working with this Crescent Drama Group and then that morphed into the Ulster Youth Theatre. I had bought a, a Volvo 345 coming into town to do a voiceover. Uh, I washed the windscreen at somebody who pulled out in front of me because my previous car that's where you hit the horn, rather, and I you know, hadn't a clue. So I stopped outside the studio at Time to Kill, opened up the book and started to read the book of instructions and how to use the car and where the controls were and everything like this. And it was VOLVO written all over the place in the book. And um, one of the things you write in an invoice for a voiceover is one thirty second VO, one twenty second VO. So I was used to those two letters together. And I was looking at it, and it just occurred to me, the next thing, knock, knock, knock on the window, and there was Frank Kelly again. He, this the new jammer? I said, it is, yeah. And he said, the best of luck, well aware with it, very pleasant, lovely, generous. And I said, Frank, do you know what Volvo stands for? And he says, no, I don't. I said, it means voiceovers, lots of voiceovers. 
That story has followed me ever since. The House in Derry is uh, inspired by Frank Lloyd Wright, who uh, Sean Kenny studied under in Arizona right after college. And he came back to his one commission in Ireland, which is to build a house in Derry. Hmm. And apparently this house was just way ahead of its time and it was very inspired by Frank Lloyd Wright. Now, I haven't seen it, but maybe... Yeah, could have been any number of things that... Frank Lloyd Wright did a lot of very different things, but the most famous one is the falling, famous falling water house, which is built on the edge of a river, and it overhangs the river, a cantilevered structure with a lot of verticals, a lot of horizontals all mixed up, and it's absolutely a stunning thing. A lot of water going through it, you were saying. There was yeah, it's built by a river, it's built by the oh, river. Well, then it's probably falling water then. He was very, very particular that it's built into the land. Yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's, yeah. That was the thing, that's what... Yeah. That'll be the falling. Yeah, and very much built for the man who who commissioned it as well. Like mm. you know. That was in the wings. You heard the voices of writer Ronan Carr and actors Jonathan Ryan and Ali White talking about their work on Ronan Carr's play to Sean with Love.